the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, formerly Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Okay, Joshua 1.8. Joshua 1.8. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over the Jordan, you and all these people, to the land which I'm giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place the sole of your feet will tread upon, I've given you, as I said to Moses, verse 4. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. To this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swear to their fathers to give them. Verse 7. Only be strong. Turn to your name and say be strong. And very courageous that you may be able to do according to the law which Moses my servant commanded. Do not turn from it to the right nor to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Somebody say this book of the law. Say this book of the law. Yeah, because from next week on us, I will start looking at laws of success. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. God is talking about success and it begins with the law. Somebody say the law. That is because success is such that the supernatural laws that must be engaged for success. God has put laws in place that even a non-believer can engage in and experience some level of success. But to get the full benefit of God's ordained laws for success, you have to be a spiritual man. And that is where the believer gets an upper edge over one who is not saved when it comes to matters of success. He said, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then thou shalt make your way prosperous, and you will have good success. Somebody say, good success is my heritage. Good success is my portion. Alright, so we started by establishing the fact that not all success is success. For the believer, we cannot just clap our hands and celebrate anything as successful. There is something we can celebrate as success as believers. Success, we said that 
we cannot define success in terms of the way the world sees success. The way motivational speakers define success. That is not the biblical definition for success. And so, first of all, we looked at what success is not. And we said that success, among many things, is not just the attainment of desirable goals and dreams. People come up with dreams every now and then. All of us have dreams and goals that we aspire to attain. But success, God's way, is not just the attainment of dreams and goals. Number two, we said success is not just the male acquisition of possessions. It's great to have good things. But the Bible said a man's life consisted not in the abundance of things he possesses. If you have 10 houses, at every point in time, you can only live in one. If you have 10 cars, at every point in time, you can drive one. No matter what you have as your possession, there is no time in your life you can enjoy all of them at the same time. That's why it's folly to just be accumulating things without understanding God's purpose for things. It's good to have the best, but life is more than just laying up goods for many years. We saw that in the life of the rich fool. Number three, we said good success is not the attainment of a position or a status in life. There are people whose dreams and goals have to do with coming to a certain position in life, attaining a certain feat in life. If I can only reach that place, if I can only become so, so, and so, if I can only get to this height, then I will describe myself as having succeeded. In as much as success may bring you into certain positions in life, a position does not necessarily make you successful. You can be in a certain position and your conduct in that position, what you do in that position can make you end up as an abject failure. None shall fail in this house. And number four, we say good success is not just about getting married and raising children. And I believe that this particularly is important in our African context where when we hear the command be fruitful and multiplied, it looks like the only thing the African thinks about is have children, have more children, have children, and have more children. Life is more than just producing children. Life is more than just getting married. Marriage is a blessing as long as it helps you to fulfill God's purpose for your life. Other than that, marriage is a waste of time and a waste of purpose. Marriage is a blessing as long as it is designed to raise godly children. Other than that, marriage is a waste of time. If you marry, you have children, and at the end of the day, you are not able to raise them up in the way of the Lord. You can't describe yourself as having succeeded as far as the marital union is concerned. And somebody may not have a child all his life and may be able to raise children. Other people's children contribute and make meaningful impact. Such person may be seen as successful in the eyes of God, much more than people who raise their own children in a wayward manner. That shall not be our testimony. A good success is not just about living long and healthy in life. It's not just about living long and healthy in life. It's good to be healthy because it takes good health to attain whatever God wants you to attain. But a long life does not necessarily mean that you are successful. You can live very long and yet be a total failure. What goes into your days is what determines. Some people live very short lives and yet their impacts are long lived. When you live a life and your impact lasts longer than the days you lived on earth, you are a great success. 
when your impact after you are long dead and gone speaks volumes much more than your days when you, you haven't seen that usually people who do outstanding feasts usually don't live too long <laughs> because you all want to live long you don't want to accept that and it probably suggests that none of you is aspiring to do outstanding feats. But if you look at it closely, if you look at history, you see it. People who do outstanding things. You won't have too many Nelson Mandela's who do things and they live so long. No. Jesus, the man who changed the course of history for good. How long did he live? Yeah. When somebody goes at 33, oh, what a shock. Painful as it. No, Jesus didn't look at his own as painful as it. He said it's finished. And that is why you need to understand purpose from God's perspective. Because if your view of success is in any of these lights, you'll be chasing after mirage. You'll be chasing after a whirlwind. And you'll never catch it. Today we want to look at what good success is. Number one, good success is a continuous pursuit and progressive attainment of God's plan and purpose for your life. The progressive, continuous pursuit and progressive attainment of God's plan and purpose for your life. Hear me and hear me very well. We serve a God who is a God of purpose. Somebody say God is a God of purpose. God is a God of purpose. He's a God of plans and purpose. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you. They are plans of good and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. In God's plan, your future success is in it. In God's purpose, your future position and greatness is in it. In God's plan and purpose, your possessions are in it. That's why it's important that we discover this early, continuous pursuit and progressive attainment of God's plan and purpose for our lives. That is success, good success. Jeremiah 1.5, he said, Before I formed thee in the womb, I knew thee. And before you came out from your mother's womb, I sanctified thee and ordained thee a prophet to the nations. There are many things you are pursuing today. The question as we go on this series you want to carefully ask yourself is that, is that what I was born to do? Because everybody is doing something. We go to the university and then because of maybe our intellectual capacities, we are encouraged to pursue certain things. But as we grow and as we mature, we need to be asking ourselves, am I pursuing what I was born to do? Because most of the time when you are on the course that God has ordained for your life, the journey though can be tough, is always exciting. God knows the plans that he has for you. Paul said, Brethren, I count not myself to apprehend it. Look at, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things which are before, I press. Somebody say, I press. Now, that is continuous pursuit. I press. This is one thing I'm pursuing it at all costs. I'm giving it my best shot. I am never going to stop short at any of his plans and purpose for my life. I'm going all out for it. I press towards the mark for the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I press continuous pursuit. Continuous pursuit. Tireless pursuit. That's what it is. Tireless pursuit. Continuous pursuit. 
The Bible says in the book of Proverbs chapter 4 verse 18, the path of a just is like a shining light that shines brighter and brighter unto a perfect day, progressive attainment. You will attain God's purpose for your life. I said you will attain God's purpose for your life. Number two, good success is deploring. Somebody say deploring. Deploying your God-given gifts, abilities, and talent to serve your generation profitably in line with God's will or purpose for your life. When you deploy your God-given gifts, abilities, or talents, that's success. Success comes when we deploy our God-given gifts, abilities, and talent to serve our generation by the will of God. The Bible says in Matthew 25, verse 14 to 15, For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servant and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, and to each according to their several abilities, and immediately went his way. In our midweek series, we've been doing a series of teachings from here, Engaging Kingdom Laws from Promotion. It's important we appreciate that all of us are gifted uniquely. Somebody say, I'm gifted. Say, I am gifted. Shout it again, I am gifted. Every one of us is uniquely and powerfully gifted. Every creature of God is gifted. And that gift, when you are able to discover it and stay with it and hone it well, that gift is able to occupy you till he comes. You are super, super, super gifted. Look at what the Bible says in Romans 12, 6. In his grace, somebody say in his grace. Now, you see, when the Bible talks about the grace of God, that is something that is universal. The reason why I can boldly look at your face and tell you that you are gifted, whether you know it or not, is the fact that the grace of God has been made available unto all. The Bible says in the book of Titus, he said the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared unto all. One of the things God made available to all of humanity is grace. And the Bible says, according to his grace, he's given us different gifts for doing certain things well. Somebody says certain things well. Now, you see, you may not be able to do all things well, but there are things you can do very well. And when we get into assessing or discovering God's purpose, we'll be able to delve deeper into some of these areas. Your gift that God has placed in the inside of you when you decide to engage it and not to bury it because you feel that others are more gifted than you others are better off than you others are more grace than you but you actively engage your gift look at what the bible says in the book of proverbs it says a man's gift making a way for him and brings him before great men. There is no height in life you cannot attain. Look, some people who were in class with were not intelligent. And we used to make fun of them. But some of them have names that you, who was intelligent, you don't have. I'm sure there are some mates of Michaelesian who are doctors. Nobody knows them. Nobody knows them as doctors. As prestigious as being a doctor is nobody knows them. But Michaelesian is known all over the place. His gift, just kicking ladder. Now listen. This is a continent where we don't really appreciate our giftings and talents. One of the things Africans don't appreciate much. Over the years, we have come to appreciate school much more than our talents. We appreciate school. Now, you see, school is good if school helps you to refine your talent. 
But if school helps you to neglect your talent, you have wasted your time. Am I communicating here? Yeah, because you see, school is yes, you go to school, you pursue courses like I, I went and I pursued something. What I did had nothing on God's purpose and plan for my life. No, no, no. I would have wasted my time and destiny. If I was in the in the hospital practicing whatever I did there, it's a waste of time. But listen, what I can tell you for a fact is that the school I went to has enabled me to do better what I'm doing now. It has helped me to do better what I'm doing now. But if you go to school, there are people who really know that they have serious acumen for business. And they go to school, they say, actually, I'll call it science here. Well, I've been a tedious science here, science, I was science. And science, yeah, also yeah, science. After science, you come to the university. Of course, because you are, you are mentally sharp, you go to the university. And then you excel. They say, ah, yeah, also your pharmacy, and I say medicine or engineering. And you finish. By the time you finish, the business thing is still in the inside of you. So you are in the hospital, you are complaining every day. Because that's not where you are wired to be. Am I communicating here? Yeah. Can you imagine a doctor who is a business person? Someone who is a business person. I've been saying it all the time. Now listen, if most of the young men who have gone to school to study business will come back to their mother's shops in the doom and bring their business skill on that level, we will have our own local shop right there. We have our own local shop right here. Your mother operated a single shop in the doom and has managed it until she has built two or three houses. And you say, I'm looking for a job, a work to do in the bank. I have a BSc in business administration. You may have SSC in whatever administration. You're just wasting your life and potential. You're just wasting your life and potential. Listen, hear me and hear me very well. You see? If you'll be able to fulfill destiny and become all that God will have, you have to mind your gift. Somebody say, mind your gift. Mind your gift. Yeah, and we'll be, we'll be working on this. You have to mind your gift. Some of you, your gift is the ability to speak. Mind that gift. Work on that gift. Some of you, your gift is smiling. The way you receive people. It may look like it doesn't matter. But that gift can open amazing doors for you. Everybody will meet you. You say you seem to have a prosper. You seem to get along with people. Listen, that is something you must not take for. God who made you in his image wired you for a purpose. And he placed that thing in you for a significant purpose. I remember one gentleman here who was in America school. When he finished school and he, he walked to me, told me about what he wants to do. The father said, no, 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 no. Ah, what was school here, doctor? Even now, I'm still dealing with one issue like that. Young lady who has finished medical school and she says she wants to do something different. The parents, they are just controlling her like a, a TV with a remote. You see, sometimes parents have good intentions, but their execution of their intentions usually end up in the wrong way. The best way to help a person is to guide the person to discover their gift. Listen, as for scholarship, there is good. Is good, is good. The little I have had, I realized that is very good. But if scholarship is used in the light of your purpose, you excel. But if scholarship finds you on the wrong side of destiny, you'll be the most frustrated person. That's why when you go to the classrooms in the embassies, the lecturers when they come, 
you want to be in their lecture forever. You don't want the, the lecture to end. But there are some people, when they come, you don't know why you even went for the class. One, before you went, you were feeling some way. You didn't want to go. And when you went, the way he's communicating and talking, that is even making you regret for wasting your time going there. It's all a function of purpose. You see, if you have not found something you can do without money, you have not found purpose. Now, will you go to the court and defend people, even if you are not paid for it? That's how you measure purpose. That is how you measure purpose. Will you go to the hospital, Pastor Pay, and attend to women? He's a gynecologist. You know? <laughs> and help them with all their many women problems. And when they finish, they say, thank you, sir. <laughs> the Lord bless you. And you say, okay. <laughs> Please take your seat. Now that's purpose. Now that is purpose. Purpose. Let me tell you. Paul was going to Jerusalem. They said, listen, whoever has this girdle, when you get there, they will beat you and they will kill you. Paul said, uh, what, what are you people talking? I'm not ready to only go. I'm ready to die. That's purpose. When you find purpose, you are ready to die for it. Now listen, and until you are ready to die for something, you don't end up living like you ought to live. Real life always begins with death. The Bible said, except a corn of you fall to the ground and dies, it abideth alone. Paul said, for me to live is Christ. To die is good, for I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ that liveth in me. And the life I live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Purpose. You are in school, learn. Don't abandon school for anything unless you are Mark Zuckerberg. But learn. But while you learn, ask yourself, seek to know, find out, prayerfully look at it. And see where you fit in life because there's a specific place you fit in life. There are a lot of people who are functioning as misfit in life. When you wear a shoe which is not your size, you will not be comfortable. When you wear a shoe which is too tight, you will complain. When you wear a shoe which is bigger than you, it will remove along the line. But when you get your size, when you walk, people will know that you are not an anti. People will know that you are okay. People will know that everything is fine. And listen, I want you to know that in life, there is a place you fit. And I pray that God will help you to find your place. Because until you find your place, and then you seek to excel in your place, there is no way you will ever be known for anything. Look at all what they call, I don't like to use the word celebrity, particularly in this Ghanaian context, because I think we are very shallow, we are becoming increasingly shallow in our appreciation of the English language and terminologies. When somebody makes himself naked on social media and commands 1.2 million followers, he says a celebrity. That's nonsense. That's nonsense. The cheapest way to become famous is to do foolish things. Yeah. So somebody can be on social media and is insulting from left, right, center. And the people is insulting, they are still following him. Yeah. The people is insulting, they are liking this, this and they are giving comments. I see you, the, those who are following are more foolish than the one they are following. Yeah. 
You see, there are some people, and no matter what they do, you should not follow them and waste your time and your data on whatever they are saying. You should not. You should not. Particularly when he's insulting you as you are watching him. Can afford the to me. And can afford to go and comment. <laughs> I hope you know what I'm talking about. I don't, I don't want to mention the name. This altar. this altar is too consecrated to mention some foolish names here. While he's becoming famous, you are, you are wasting your life away and your data away. One of the things that is denying the younger generation the ability to fulfill their purposes is social media. And it's also one of the biggest platforms. I mean, over the week, I've been thinking and thinking and thinking about strategies to we can maximize social media as a church. Because it's the biggest country on earth now. There is no nation that has a population of social media. Facebook alone is 2.5 billion people. Only Facebook. Instagram and the others, I don't know. China, how big is China? And so, that is a big platform. You can do so many important things there. And yet, you can also waste your life away there. I pray you won't waste your life. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm gifted. When you discover that gift and deploy it, you see, celebrity status is not something you look for or you make of yourself. No, no. When you discover your gift and give yourself to it, holy, the Bible says, meditate upon these things. Give thyself unto it. That thy profiting may appear unto all. It will appear unto all. Appear unto all. I mean, yesterday I saw a video, a video of a certain young man. Young man. I have not been following sports for a long time. And it's just to help me focus because I used to be a sportsman. So if I decide to go into sports and follow it, maybe it, it can distract me. I used to be a goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was a very good goalkeeper until I had a problem with my leg. I was even going to keep it for one of those uh, coats. I think Kotoko boys uh, do this at Bremen here. Until I had a problem with my leg, my father said no more. But I don't follow it. But yesterday, I saw a video of a young man. He said he's completed Premier College. He's not going to the university. And he gives commentary like some of these English guys. I don't know whether any of you have seen a video like that. Amazing. Amazing. And this guy was interviewing him. I think Abeku Agri or so. Abeku Agri was interviewing Amazing guy. He says, have you been trained? And they were asking him questions. Questions upon questions. And from the way he was speaking, if you bring a tree commentary, he did there. If you bring English, I mean English commentary, as if he's an English person. Then this is a Kumasiano. At least some challenge should <laughs> one or two challenges should appear. But there wasn't anything like that. And I tell you, the way I was looking at the guy, I, I was just admiring the gift. I said, This guy. <laughs> He said when he finished, he couldn't go to the university. I said, the university is not your place. Now that you have seen this, work on this one. Handle it well. There are people who didn't start life in the university. But the university called for them. <laughs> you don't understand what I'm saying. They didn't start life at the university, but the university called for them. And there are people who also ended life in the university. And after they ended, that was their end. What takes people far is their gift. 
And if that gift is honed by education, you see, education doesn't make a person, education refines a person. But in Africa, most of us are made by education. That's why you see that most of the time when we go to school, most people end up doing the things they went to school for. There are some professional things that have to be like that. There are people who are called like that. And so this is very important. Almost in every field, you have people who are uncomfortable, but they are working there because they love the money there. There are some complaints you will not have from someone who is called a medical doctor to attend to a patient. You won't have him say it. Am I complicating it? When you understand your calling, something you can do for money, even if they pay you less, you still do it. I'm not communicating here to watch a life perish because of money. You're a joker. No, they cannot be. Life will be so important to you. Number three. I hope somebody is getting help this morning. Good success is becoming a channel of blessing to others as you pursue God's plan and purpose for your life. It's becoming a channel. Becoming a channel. It's becoming a channel. Somebody say becoming a channel. The Bible said, I will bless thee and in thee shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Life was designed to make us blessings, not burdens. God ordained you to be a blessing and not a burden. But it begins when you are blessed. There is nobody who can be a blessing until you are blessed first. That's why God said, I will bless thee and you shall be a blessing. Now, you realize that every time you are walking in purpose, most of the time, your influence always goes beyond you. People who live lives without purpose, their influence usually is limited. But your sphere of influence increases wider than yourself when you begin to live a life of purpose. When Joseph went into Egypt, the moment he started dreaming, his life began to grow bigger than himself. There are people, all they are seeking to do is to be able to do something for themselves. That's what the Bible says in the book of Jeremiah. It says, seek thou great things for thyself, seek them not. Because for every great thing God gives us, he has others in mind. Somebody say others in mind. That's God's purpose. From day one, he always has others in mind. That's why if you are not others minded, you are not likely to be able to enjoy a greater dimension of God's blessings. The Bible says, tell them that are rich in this world. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 17 to 19. King James, charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches. But in the living God, who giveth as richly all things to enjoy. Verse 18, that they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to communicate, willing to distribute. He says that they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate. How many people are you impacting? How many people are you affecting positively with your life? How significant is your life? Are you living only for yourself or you are living for the next generation? That's very important. Listen, people who become super success in life, eh, they usually don't succeed for themselves. Usually they make things for others. Why is Mark Zuckerberg such a great success? He has created a book that all of us can put our face on. Steve Jobs has given us phones and tablets that over several millions, if not billions of people are using today. That's why I tell business people, when you are doing business, let service go first. Let service what? 
not just service, quality service go first. This African way of doing business, of trying to get the most out of people, that's not the way we do business. Try to get the best to people. And as more people hook onto your platform, you are getting more money. That's how more money comes. If I'm selling this product and I have the capacity, I manufacture it, I would try my best and get it in the hands of more people than to get it in the hands of a few people. Yeah. Get it. Now, listen. If you are selling this, okay, you can sell it at 10 Ghana CDs. You can sell it at 5 Ghana CDs. Now, if you sell this at 10 Ghana CDs, 10 Ghana CDs, and in a month, you sell 100 pieces, and somebody sells this as at 10 Ghana CDs, and in a month, he sells 1,000 pieces, who will be faster in accumulating wealth? The latter. The latter. As we go through this platform, eh, this is where the thing begins. Our mindset. Somebody say, my mindset. My mindset. Your mindset. People who go to business to make profit hardly make it. People who go to business to make impact and render a service, they always succeed in business. They always succeed in business. Because when you are in for profit, you are always looking for ways to take advantage of people. But when you are in for service and to be a blessing, you are always looking for ways to add value to people. And I tell you, in between the two, people will always choose a person who has value than a person who just takes. And they will usually, when the value is good, they will usually even pay you more. Number four, good success is responding. Somebody say responding. Following, excelling, and abiding in God's calling for your life. Now, all of those words matter. Respond, follow, excel, and abide in it. Respond, follow, and some people respond. And the response is just, okay, I've responded. That is the response. And they just come and that's all. They do nothing again. So they respond. But that's not enough. You follow. Having responded, you follow. And don't just be a, a lousy follower. Excel as you follow. And then by all means, maintain your focus by abiding in it. Let everyone abide in the calling where he is called. Abide. Abide. There are people who started out in their callings. And then along the line, they saw other things as more lucrative. They stepped out. And they missed out on their destiny. A number of businesses usually collapse when they start out and they don't know their core business. Most of these financial institutions that collapse, that was it. They go into microfinance and as the business is building up because they don't know what is their core or principal business, they just pick the money and put it here, put it here, put it, put it, put it there. By the time they say jack, all the money, when people need their money, is gone. And then at the end of the day, when that one collapses, all the other ones too are not sustainable. Abide in the calling. There are many things you can do, but there's a principal thing you are called to do. Find that one, stay with it, and stick with it. Somebody say an amen. amen. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 7.20, let every man abide in the calling wherein he is called. Let every man abide, abide, stay faithful, be true, abide, 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 abide said to Atipos, look at Colossians chapter 4 verse 17, message verse. Oh yes, tell Atipos do your best job you receive from the master. Somebody say do your best job. Say do your best job. 
Let me close. Number five. Good success is running your God-ordained race to the finish line in order to receive your God-appointed prize. Your God-ordained race. Somebody say, my God-ordained race. There's a race. There is a race you are called to run. Run that race. The Bible says, they that run in a race, run all, but one received the prize. First Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24. They that run in a race, run all, run all, run all, but one received the prize. Then he says, so run that you may obtain. There's a way you run to obtain. There's a way. There's a race you've been called to run, and there's a way you must run it if you must obtain it. I've fought a good fight. I've finished my course. I've kept the faith. Now there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews 12, verse 1, he said, Likewise, seeing also that we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and run with patience the race set before us. I pray that the grace of God will help you to locate that race. And when you locate it, may you have the boldness and the courage to stick and stay with it. In the mighty name of Jesus, may you not lose out on your ordained race. And may you fulfill God's plan and purpose for your life. May all the things God has wired you to attain and to become and to reach in life, may you be able to attain all. In the mighty name of Jesus. And when the saints go marching in and they are counting the great and the giants of the kingdom, may your name be mentioned amongst them. In the mighty name of Jesus, may you rise up to become a person of great influence, a woman of great influence, a man of great influence. In the name of Jesus, no more shall mediocrity be attached to your name. No more shall limitation be able to limit you. No natural limitation shall be able to influence your life. You will fulfill destiny and you will impart your generation. In the mighty name of Jesus, the wisdom to excel in your field, if you found it, may that wisdom be released unto you. The grace to locate your ordained field, may that grace be imparted to you. In the name of Jesus, in this generation you will be known. In this generation you will stand out. In this generation your name will matter. In the mighty name of Jesus. So it shall be in your life. Lift up your hands and begin to thank God and give him praise. Pastor Afroqua has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our celebration services at our headquarters church, 6.45 a.m. to 8 a.m. for our first service, 8.30 a.m. to 9.45 a.m. for our second service, and 10.15 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. for our third service, and on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 7.45 p.m. Locate us on the top floor of Nanama Ejakumar Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santati Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on our YouTube and Facebook pages, Embassy of Life Chapel. God richly bless you. Oh, 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 oh,